This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Hi everyone, you're listening to Thoughts and Theories on ORFM, where I'll delve deeper into the meanings and messages of films, books, TV shows, and more. I'm Asha Ama Asri, and let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of Thoughts and Theories. Happy holidays, everyone. It's Christmas. It's a good time. Unfortunately, because it's New Zealand, we're in the summer season, so we don't get a white Christmas. But I'm sure you guys are having a grand old time anyway, having dinner with your parents, extended family, getting free gifts. I know that's a really exciting time for everyone. But anyway, today I would like to introduce my older brother, Fahim, who will be joining us for this podcast. Hey, I'm Fahim, just like Asha said, but I'm very excited to talk about this. Yeah, so what are we talking about, Fahim? So, Lionsgate announced recently that they're doing a biopic of a very well-known celebrity, which I don't know if many people still listen, but it's Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Oh my god, I love Michael Jackson so much. I remember we used to grow up listening to his music all the time, the king of pop himself. It was all around the house. Yeah, the music. definitely. Yeah. Um, so, a little bit about the movie. Um, uh, the producers were previously worked with, um, uh, worked on making the film Bohemian Rhapsody. So, oh, the same producers. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I guess that's the sort of style you would expect in the Michael Jackson biopic. That's. Um, Coming up? Yeah, that's coming up. Right. Um, so the the person who's playing Michael Jackson is actually his nephew. His nephew? His Wait, nephew. no way. Actually. Yeah. So Jermaine Jackson is his older brother who used to be in the Jackson 5 with him, which we'll talk a lot more in a bit, but his nep- Michael Jackson's nephew is playing playing the King of Pop himself. Oh my god. Wait, so like how old... Like, how old is he around about in this biopic? Well, we know the yet? thing is, is uh, there's very little facts that that have that, that the producers have released about the film. All we know is that he's playing um, uh, Michael Jackson in, in a new biopic that they've announced. Mm. Which and who the producers are? It's produced by GK Films and Lionsgate. Right, right. I'm actually looking forward to it a lot. What do you say is like? What do you think um, you're looking forward to the most about this biopic? Well, the thing is, I think it's an important movie. Well, I don't know what to expect because, like I said before, it's, there's very li- there's very little um, uh, facts that they've released about the film other than <laughs> who's mm. playing as right, the right. main the main lead. But like, I think the story of Michael Jackson is such a complex. A uh, story that people that I feel like a lot of people don't know, yeah, and I, especially in today's age when his music I feel has sort of like passed for a lot of people. Right. I I personally believe his music is timeless. 
It's like I agree, actually. Definitely. Considering he was at his peak in the nineties, eighties, when he released his hit albums of um, Bad, Thriller, Dangerous, and all that, and that was like his peak era. But I still feel like his music today still make still makes a statement. Definitely. What I really like particularly about his music is that if like. I feel like it can be listened to by all ages. Like when you're younger, you listen to it, and it just you just hear how it sounds, and it just sounds really good. Right, and right. like like you said, it's timeless. Music nowadays, if you listen to how the genre has changed and everything, like my, with My Chemical Romance, or like um, Jake with the four number four in his name, I don't know. Like it's all very, all very like uh, digital technical kind of thing like there's less actual instruments there's less choir and it feels less authentic and personal you know and that is something that is kind of unique a little bit to olden day songs which i really miss um and so with kids listening to michael jackson songs you hear how it sounds his amazing voice his amazing songwriting and it's like it's great but when you grow older you listen to the actual meanings behind his songs you're like dang not only does this sound good it has a really great meaning more often than not the thing is right what 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 really attract like what i'm really uh fascinated about this whole story of michael jackson is that I f- I still feel that even in today's age, there has not there there's not been a celebrity of his caliber, in terms of fame, popularity, and just you know the whole idea of being known across the world. Mm. Like put put um like I'm obviously gonna say his talent and his his skill and his craft is like probably the best I've ever seen. But like again, that's very very um what do you call it, subjective to people's taste of music and stuff. But I really do believe that um, considering that he, uh, his, um, what do you call it, his his time, his career was during a time when there was no internet and there was like the only way people know you is through newspapers and through television, Mm. which he actually really appeared on in terms of live television but um uh what i'm trying to say is that like it was a lot harder it was it was a lot harder to make make a make a name for yourself Mm, yeah back in the day and um whereas today people there are so many ways to market your music you know you post it on social media you share it here the internet has grown uh, and making it uh, helping music develop in a different way compared yeah. to what it used to be like actually a good example of that is how justin bieber i think i remember the way he got famous was actually because didn't he have a youtube channel he back in the day? His, yeah he used to upload his videos on youtube which gained uh, like he tracked uh, a lot of views and then mm. producers were like oh this guy's pretty talented let's, and look let's at him look, now. <laughs> let's look into him and what, what he's doing um, whereas back in the day, the only way you could really make it is, you know, you make it through television and stuff. The the problem with Michael Jackson's story was that he's, he, he, you know, he, what do you, he's not, he's not black, but I mean, he's not, I mean, he's not black. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, so yeah, he, he was, um, he's in a black family, yeah. you know, like, uh, during the seventies when, when black people, black artists, uh-huh. despite your talent, despite your skill, you know, it was very hard for you to make it 
on television because mm, yeah. because of the racial prejudice that was in America at the time. Yeah. So so producers actually opted to play white artists on TV. Just you know, even though there were plenty of black artists that were really good, they would they would still opt for white artists back in the day. Yeah. But the Jackson Five, which is which is a group band consisting of Michael Him Jackson and, and his siblings, right. um, they were just way too talented for um, for the producers to be like, nah, yeah. uh, like you know, they they were just like they they had to put them on TV. Like they were gaining a lot of traction from. People, people like imagine, music. Imagine being that famous that someone, like that talented, that yeah. good of a group, that even though people would look down on you because of racial bias and stuff, they couldn't, they couldn't like deny the talent that you had right. and they had to exactly. put that aside. Yeah. Like that's no small feat. Yeah. But um, it's, it was very obvious that Michael Jackson was the star of that group. Like he was, he was the lead singer. He was just, he was the popularity behind the Jackson 5. Like, obviously, you'll get the odd numbers, people who say, oh, Jermaine's my favorite, or Randy's my favorite, or whatever, right? Yeah. But, you know, it's you can't lie to yourself, and Michael Jackson was the star of that band. And I think Michael Jackson, I feel, I think Michael knew that at the time. Uh, not at the time, but, like, at, as the Jackson 5 grew through, uh, through the years. And long story short, Michael, you know, Michael decided to... Go solo. Go solo, then put on his own, um, pull off his own career. See where it would go, yeah. and look at him, yeah. <laughs> the king so, of pop. I think I don't to think. give for, for those who don't understand the level of the level of fame that Michael Jackson was in, um, yeah, for those who who you know who don't know who don't know him, he was so famous that he could stand on stage. Doing nothing, oh, yeah. and you would just stare at the crowd, and just stand there like a like a statue. No, this was during. Like, you remember, like I can't emphasize this enough, but this was during a time when there was no internet, nothing like nothing to boost your popularity other than through like the only like media forms at the time, which is you know, newspapers and yeah. television, and word stuff. of mouth, yeah, word like of that. mouth and stuff. Manually, he was doing. He he just stood there, and people would faint. Like, people would go crazy, like, I don't... Yeah, you guys you, should definitely search, search up, up the videos. Up, like, it's actually up. so crazy. Man just has to breathe on stage, and people are passing out people left, right, center. There are, like, ambulances outside on standby. is that he's doing this all around the world. Like, he'll be in Germany. He'll be in Japan, where, like, they barely speak English. Well, you know, not many people... Well, English isn't their main language, or, like, in parts of Africa and stuff. It's mm. it's like these guys especially during that time when like I said before, like I'm just I keep emphasizing this that you know during a time when there was no internet he's just standing there and people are passing out. Yeah. Like that this was the level of superstardom that Michael Jackson was in was at. Um I feel like actually genuinely um to put it even in more perspective, like a lot of people in our generation genuinely don't know like a lot about Michael Jackson and I actually feel like that's such a disservice because like you said he's so he was so popular back in the day and it wasn't even that long ago I saw a video of this one person um like no hate to this person but they were like saying how um genuinely they think that Taylor Swift is so popular she has reached the level of Michael Jackson and I'm just like also no hate to Taylor Swift kind of but like 
No. Yeah. Just no. Here. I th- yeah, I think people fail to understand the Like, the true magnitude. Yeah. And this is Taylor Swift nowadays with technology, yeah. with, like, exactly. all these streaming services. Right. I just searched it up now. Taylor Swift has sold just about 114 million albums, right? Like, in her entire career. Whereas, how, how, how much do you think Michael Jackson has sold? Well, I mean, <laughs> let me think. Well, <laughs> this was during a time when it was just buying, like, physically buying. Yeah. Copies of CDs. I don't know. I can't. I can tell you. Well, he has actually sold over five hundred million records Whoa. worldwide. That's even more than a celebrity with, with the power all this, of right? With, with That's the power crazy. Of technology and internet. Yeah, and not he, not only does he have so much more, and it's in that time. Taylor Swift only has one fifth of what Michael Jackson has sold. Right. Like. And right. you think about how big Taylor Swift is now. Right. Like, her tour was so big, it held back the recession in America. Right. Like, well, if you think Taylor Swift is big... Yeah, people... F- yeah, I think that's a good way of putting just how famous Michael Jackson was. And then the thing was, like I said, you would you can go to, like, these small parts of the world, like just, you know, parts of Africa or the South America, anywhere, Brazil, um, yeah, in Asia... People knew who Michael Jackson was. Like, there's this video of just him, like his a promo video of like in one of his tours, where he just goes around like all these countries and just people are passing out. It's just, it's, it's crazy. Like I, feel, I, I genuinely do believe that people fail to understand the magnitude yeah. <laughs> of superstardom that Michael Jackson was in. Like he really is. I think, in the top 10 famous people of all time. Definitely. 100%. Like, he's one of those people... He's he's a household name, 100%. Whereas, like, in any time, anyone in a household would be able to say Michael Jackson. Like, he wouldn't be forgotten in, like, um, within the sands of time. Yeah, he he's just... He has the complete package. Like, he had an unreal singing voice. He had, like... Um, he could go, like, high, high-pitched voice. He could go low-pitched voice. And I think what what really attracted me, to, well, what what I really liked about Michael Jackson was the his dancing. Like he was just oh, so yeah. he it was so so revolutionizing in terms of um, performance on stage. You know, because he was he said he says that he was influenced by James Brown, which is even before before our time, right? Like right. James Brown, like if you know, he's he's got that pop energetic music like vibe in his performances. He's always moving around on stage and i think that's where uh, a lot of well, that's where a lot of the influence goes into michael jackson's um style right yeah but i feel like michael jackson just took it to a whole new level like he really did hammer at home just the you know like the standard that right. artists should be in in terms yeah. of like your, deli- your your delivery in terms of your craft, like he, he was such a perfectionist. Yeah, he was a in perfectionist what in what he did. He all his music, like his his music was good, but then it's also when he performs it live, like it's it's all this dance that he does. The choreography. I feel like he is passionate self. Like people are like try to find the passion and work and like always trying to put it in there, like make an effort. It was effortless with him. Like every time you hear him saying live. You could just feel the emotion. You could just feel the work that he put into it and everything. And it's just, it's always just leaves you speechless. I've I've always just been a fan of just visual, like, just visual craft. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of spectacle and, you know, just anything. Which is why I like watching these performances and stuff. 
I I don't know. It's hard to explain something that because you know we're doing a podcast and yeah. we can't really show it's it. All, yeah, we can't yeah. really show. I would love to like just put a just montage show a video, video right for for people listening and yeah. just like see this incredible you know video but if you do have the time just like just search up michael jackson performance in like 1990 or whatever like whenever he's been whenever he was performing at the time like just to show that bro 1990 like what 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 were they using and they barely they had phones that had cords and stuff yeah like internet was barely yeah like like but yet he was pulling all these outrageous stuff on stage like all these pyrotechnics and all this like a rocket literally like goes on stage right yeah and then he's flying yeah he was like flying on stage like he was using technology that was like he was doing he was using technology that he was given at the time and pushing the boundaries boundaries. like (laughs) he was setting the standard for every artist there and for people who don't understand the influence that he had on other artists i like to sort of explain it this way people like the same way we would look at say say uh Justin Bieber, like the, the you know, if we if you saw Justin Bieber on the street, you, you know, you'd go like, "Whoa, that's so crazy!" Justin like Bieber, oh my God. Justin Bieber. That was how that was Michael Jackson's level, except that's how celebrities felt towards him. Yeah, celebrities right. looked at Michael. Jackson he was like, a celebrity like, amongst celebrities. He was a celebrity amongst <laughs> celebrities. Like he, I think part of that was because he really appeared, right? Except yeah, yeah. for like when he's performing, yeah. Yeah, like he he was he was a very shy character, so he wasn't mm. really like. He's not the he kind was of very person. different to his public persona, like yeah, his yeah. on-stage persona. It's he's... like, if you've seen any interviews of him, he's just sort of really quiet. And But then the moment he hits the stage, he's just a completely different character. He yeah. just sort of explodes in artistic um, spectacle. And it's just, it's so fascinating to see, like, as, I, I don't know. I think I'm They're just trying to explain like... how, why, what, what, what is the appeal of yeah. Michael Jackson. And not only that, he was so unique. The fact that it's been years since he died, and no one has been able to recreate that level of passion, that little level of work and dedication, and popularity. Right. You know exactly. Um, as I was, as we were mentioning before, in terms of being a celebrity amongst celebrity, like think of all the top celebrities that you can think of right now. Beyonce. A lot of people refer to her as the queen of pop. Mm. Beyonce herself has come forward and said Michael Jackson has been a major influence in her music career. Yeah. What does that say about Michael Jackson? If Beyonce herself, Queen Beyonce, <laughs> is saying herself that Michael Jackson was her influence, like this, this is who, like, who helped her make what she makes, like, so it will not help but influence what she makes. Um, Justin Bieber was influenced by Michael Jackson. Which, speaking of that, um, I might as well just show you guys. So, uh, let's just take a little bit of a break right now, and um, we can hear the OG, the classic, popular, really Jean. See you guys in a minute. She was more like beauty queen from a movie scene. I said don't mind, but do you mean I am the one who dance on the floor and around? Dance on the floor and around. She told me her name could be Jean, and she crossed the scene. Then 
Welcome back. I hope you guys enjoyed Billie Jean because that is only one of a freaking awesome amount of songs that he's got out there that is just amazing that is still on my playlist till this day. Speaking of uh, Billie Jean and like um, classic songs and stuff, Michael Jackson is known for a classic move called the moonwalk he created it and um, I don't actually know much about how it came to be. Do you know, like, how it came to be? So Billie Jean was um, was one of his hit songs in his album Thriller. Was like, like it was so so different. So Michael Jackson was already famous through the Jackson Five and his solo career that he had already started, and he right. he had produced an album before Thriller called Off the Wall, which which he he garnered like heaps of. Um, you know, uh, listeners, and he he was making a name for himself as a solo artist. Mm. But it wasn't until Thriller that really skyrocketed his his name into superstardom. I'd say that it's probably one of his most. Well-known. I think Thriller is one of the most successful music albums of all time. Really, like, that's a bold statement. That, nah, I think a lot of people will agree with me that Thriller. You can listen to any song on the Thriller album, and you cannot tell me that it's not. Like, they're not great music. Oh, yeah. But definitely. that is subjective. I know, but I'm... Come on. <laughs> no, no, I use it. Say subjective, and while that is technically true, I will argue with fists to anyone who says that Thriller was bad. Or, like, they hated the music. I don't care. Your opinion's invalid. <laughs> and it wasn't just, um, just my opinion. At the Grammy Awards in 1984, 
the Thriller album won eight Grammy Awards, a Damn. record that I, I can't confirm if to this day no one has broken, but I'm like 94% sure that... But I, I could be wrong, so don't quote me on that. But even even if it didn't, um, like, even if no one, um, even if someone has surpassed that, it doesn't matter. Eight, eight Grammy that is nominations. Quite, quite the feat. Nominations I do or awards? Awards. Damn. Like he, if you watch a video of Michael Jackson on on that that Grammy Awards night, he's just holding eight awards, and he's just. <laughs> I think that was really what what like really kicked his career to superstardom. Like people were like, "Whoa, this guy is the real deal." Like this guy. This guy knows what he's what he's doing. <laughs> like he has a vision that nobody, no one else sees. Um, yeah. Um, but I think Kendrick Lamar recent, not recently, like a couple of years ago, he won. I think it was like six or seven Grammys. I might be wrong, but like he won a, uh, he almost reached Michael Jackson's numbers, and then Kendrick goes. He's, he he himself, out of respect to Michael Jackson, he goes like, even if he was given an equal number of uh, Grammy Awards or like more than what Michael Jackson got, he he wouldn't have accepted it just out of respect of Michael Jackson. Like, this is Kendrick Lamar. This is your boy Kendrick. You know, like he himself is saying this, like this is more more of the points that I'm saying is that Michael Jackson was a celebrity amongst celebrities. Like he was just, he was that guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just searched it up now. Um, I think Michael Jackson still holds um, the most one in a yeah. night. Can you believe that? Like, he... That was 1984. And we're in 2023 and no one has broken yeah. that record. Closest so, being... Yes, my opinion says Thriller is one of the best albums <laughs> of all time. But there's also the stats that also backs what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, going back to what we were initially talking about in terms of Billie Jean. So yeah. Billie Jean is a song in the Thriller album. And... Michael Jackson was performing at Motown 25, their 25th anniversary for Motown, which is like a popular, um, uh, popular show, and I mean popular. So it's like a late night. Yeah, uh, not late night. It's like a performance uh, in, uh, in at the in the US. Right. But um, so Michael Jackson perform he performs with the Jackson Five, so it's like a reunion because he's been going solo for a couple of years at that at that point. Did the Jackson Five disband altogether when he left or yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. so what we marked So it didn't become the Jackson no, Four? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no sorry, continue. So, Michael Jackson performs with the Jackson Five. So they're reunited, they've you know, they're performing in front of the you know, these homegrown crowds who like who've who've seen them grow since they were young. Um but then, like after they do all the performances, Michael Jackson was like, "Now it's my turn to show, to showcase my ability." So he does his own performance right after the Jackson Five, right? And he busts out "Billy Jean," which is the song that you guys just heard. And as he's performing it, everyone's going wild. Everyone's going crazy. crazy like, yeah, seats. this is Michael. This is cr- <laughs> this is this is the music. People are hollering can- out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, like midway through the song, he busts out this incredible move on stage where like people like what he's walking forwards but he's he's walking backwards backwards, like yeah and it was just it was kind of mind-blowing like an optical illusion that people were like what like it was just crazy um so that was called the moonwalk and that dance just created a whole new wave of fans that just yeah i think like a lot of people are fans of michael jackson but i think 
um, the moonwalk itself has its own cult-based following. Yeah. Like, even people, I like dancers or whatever, like, people who don't know Michael Jackson, for whatever reason, they will know the, the moonwalk. Yeah, yeah, like, be. that move it has been incorporated in so many dance trends and, like, how it's, like, if it's literally affected how dance has been taught and stuff over the years. Right. So Michael Jackson, he's yeah, he's been making he's this is he's too been much, wa- making waves since yeah, like this, he was this a kid. Too much bro. to talk about, but like yeah, he's been breaking records, performed all these tours, and he performed um and and uh, talking about the Thriller era, he wait sorry actually before before we move on, um still talking about Billie Jean, another thing that I find really iconic and kind of funny that I want to talk about was how um. Billie Jean, obviously, um, it's synonymous with the mo- moonwalk and stuff like that. But what's also really funny or really cool is that y- um, when talking about Billie Jean, the first outfit, if you know Michael Jackson, that you think of when he performs Billie Jean is this sparkly, glittery jacket. The, se- the sequins. Yeah, the sequins. Um, and then, like, I think someone asked him, um, like, you know, why the, why the choice of wardrobe? Yeah. Because it's become so iconic. It was Oprah. Oprah asked him. Oh, was it Oprah? Yeah. It's, it's become Oprah. so iconic, you know? And then he comes out and he's just like, actually, he was rushing and it was his grandmother's yeah. jacket. And now, like, he unintentionally, it's just like a like thing. An, yeah. <laughs> now it's forever known to yeah. be sequined jacket. Yeah. Just because he was running late one day and he just grabbed the first thing he saw. Yeah. That is also how things just turned out that way. That is a. Uh... What do you call it? A butterf- the butterfly effect. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> if he d- if if that jacket wasn't on that bed that day, <laughs> right? Billy Jean would not be what it is. <laughs> so Billy yes, Billie Jean was one of a uh, number of songs in the Thriller album. And speaking of Thriller, he also revolutionized. He like, bro, Michael Jackson was just doing. He was going. He was breaking records left, right, and center. He was just looking at ways to push the boundaries of entertainment. Yeah. So, he's conquered music, he's done all this, he's gotten his exposure up, he's he, he's now decided, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to, to tackle the film industry. Hmm. So, if you didn't know, it, w- oh, I know it wasn't, uh, t- uh, like, music never used to have music videos. Mm. So when you go on YouTube and you watch all these, your, your favorite celebrity perform like a music video, if it's K-pop or whatever, they're performing all these dance maneuvers, there's a yeah. storyline in the music video, whatever. Music videos didn't used to exist the way it exists now. Yeah. Music videos used to be a way for, um, well, I mean, uh, producers didn't look at music videos as a as a way of marketing their like you know music. Right. But, like, producers just didn't see it. Like, they didn't think, mu- like... Well, to tele- be fair, um, the internet was pretty new back then, and, like, you know... Music videos were getting played at television at the time. Yeah, yeah. But, like I said, it was, like, an area that wasn't explored. Like, yeah. producers were like, oh, like, they they marketed they, they marketed their celebrities in a different way as right, opposed right, to right, music right. video. Michael Jackson thought otherwise. Yeah. See, Michael Jackson was always a fan, was a fan of movies. He was, a, he was just always a fan. He's a fan of entertainment. I think that was what made him an entertainer himself. Yeah. But... Um, when he was, um, with, with the whole, uh, Thriller, Thriller was famous for this zombie short film mm-hmm. that he produced in his music, uh, like, uh, uh, for the music video for Thriller. Yeah. Um, and that came about because, uh, sorry, I just cut that part out, but he, he goes, um, oh, am I stopping what? No, it's And then, so... 
the music video thriller what like was was included with like a small like a short film before the the music starts right just like him, a sort of teaser yeah, yeah yeah so it's like a the the whole premise of the video was him getting chased by a wolf and stuff like a werewolf but I thought he, he was, was the werewolf. Oh, right, right, he right, was right. the werewolf, yeah. and then his girlfriend gets chased by him. I'm not going to lie. I remember watching that as a kid, and again, I've been a huge fan of Michael Jackson, but whenever this, and we own the albums and stuff like that, and like it would go on TV and stuff, but whenever this short film came on TV, I would always have to leave the room because it scared me so much. I like guess the, he did what he was trying to do. I mean, the transformation, right? the transformation that he had, because like, like you said, he is um, on a date with a girl in the middle of the night and she's just like, how come you never stay longer? And then he's just like, there's just something you don't know about me. And the typical yeah, the mysterious typical, bad yeah. boy vibe. And then she's just like, oh, you know, she's charged. She's like, oh no, don't worry, there's nothing. And then literally, he turns into he, a werewolf he's, and chases her. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, but, but that transformation looked so painful and scary. Right. Which actually Considering was so... that, that came out in the 1980s. Yeah. Like, to, that's what I'm saying. Like, he continues to he, break boundaries. He actually, like, he went so above and beyond that he hired, like, a well-known, like, spe- Pol- like makeup horror movie makeup yeah, specialist so, so the, for this. So the makeup, so it was inspired, it was the same people who did, what's the movie called? Is it Scream? No. No, 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 it was... It was a werewolf movie, really uh, right. famous in the eighties. Oh, I can't remember, but but um, anyway, the point is that Thriller was just like nobody was doing music videos like that at the time. But Michael Jackson, I don't know why, but he had this vision where he thought, you know, I don't know, I don't even know if it was intentional or not, but that doesn't defeat the fact that he was, I'd say, the first to do it the way music videos are done now. Right. You know what I mean? In terms of having a sort of the storyline for, for the music video, uh, for, for the for the song. Yeah. And then that influenced, mo- like, bec- it just gained so much traction, so much um, views on television that people, that producers were like, this is the way to go. And then music videos have just never been the same since. It's like, now you look at, you look today, this music videos have all these, you know, like, the, you know, production-based... Yeah, yeah, there's, um, like, lots of green screen yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Special effects, you know, right, stuff right. that... It, yeah, like, special effects took over practical effects, right. which is what Michael had to use back in the day, which um, I was just searching it up. The makeup artist is called Rick Baker. I don't know the TV what, show what's or the movie. movie. Yeah, I was looking for the movie that he... Because it's a really famous movie, I just can't remember. Ah, uh, but that's alright. But yeah, that's that's for another time. But yeah, but that's just an example of how, after conquering music, he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna casually <laughs> change the film industry. Yeah, you know? man didn't even mean to. He just yeah. was like, I'm gonna make my music better somehow, and yeah. managed to make the movie film industry like better. Yeah, completely unintentionally. Yeah. He basically merged the film industry with the music industry, mm-hmm. which. Like, you know, previously it wasn't like that. Yeah. Um, I think it proves, um, like, just how much of... I, I really like the sentence that you said before, that he liked entertainment himself. That's why he's such a good entertainer. And, like, I think that's true. Like, it, it's literally the best way to describe Michael Jackson. He viewed... Uh, like, he was such a, like, um, he was such a avid... Uh, he had such an avid interest in entertainment that right. he viewed things in the way that an, an audience would, what they would want. You know, he he as a consumer, what would he want? And he turned um, those possibilities into something that he could use 
for himself. And that makes him such a natural that he was able to think up of these things that other people wouldn't have. Right. And that's just so amazing. Another example of just see basically this whole episode is just talking about how amazing he all, is. <laughs> all the all, all the boundaries that he broke, like all the you got to remember, like because we started off the episode talking about how what the technology was like at the time, and you know the standards and stuff like that, and how he just continues to break everything in his way mm. as he progresses through his career. Right. So we so we've gone through Thriller, and now. The Super Bowl comes up. He gets an he gets an opportunity to perform in the Super Bowl, and like many of you, I'm sure many of you know that most people, what most people overseas, they who are not living in the U.S., tend to watch the Super Bowl for the halftime performance. Right. But the halftime performance was wasn't always an appeal. Right. Right. Like there was there was a time when it, when halftime shows were just magic shows and just people just, you know, doing all these tricks and stuff. Like, it wasn't always these celebrities performing. Like, you, like the halftime Super Bowl, the halftime show at the Super Bowl is, like, something every year people go, oh, who's performing this year? Yeah. Who's performing next year? Oh, like... Do you know, I don't think anyone actually, outside the US anyway, I don't think anyone actually watches the games. Like, um... I mean, I, I mean well, maybe not us, but, like, I mean, a like, lot of... Really? Yeah. I mean, bro... No, no, I'm genuinely... I don't know, like, anyone, maybe it's, like, because anyone I've talked to, whenever the Super Bowl comes on, they're, they're always, talk, like you said, they're always but talking about the halftime well, shows. that's what I mean, is that the majority of people outside the US, I believe, watch it for that, for, yeah. for but I, but there are obviously, you know. Yeah, there are, there are, like, the people, that the, community. I, feel, I do feel the majority of people who watch the Super Bowl are just watching, the, the hype comes from the halftime mm, show, mm, yeah. to see these celebrities perform. We have big names we're talking about. So we, we, we use modern names. We use... There were Katy Perry performed. We Rihanna, had, uh, The Lady Weeknd. Gaga. Yeah, and then Red Hot Chili Peppers performed. Mm. Prince performed, if we're talking a bit more classic. All right, Prince. I completely forgot about that guy. Yeah. And his beef <laughs> Michael Jackson. But that's a whole that's, different that's story. Another, that's another That's a whole different story. <laughs> but, so... The Super Bowl, as I was saying before, the Super Bowl wasn't always... Uh, sorry, I keep mixing up the Super Bowl and the halftime show. I'm, I'm referring to the halftime show. The halftime show wasn't always a craze. Mm. Like, it wasn't always something that people were looking forward to and being like, oh, like, yeah, let's watch the halftime Super Bowl show. The In 1991, or 1992, I, I forget. But Around it's, that time. I, it was between those two years. Michael Jackson was invited to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show. So before Michael Jackson, like I said before, it was just magic tricks. It was just all these shows. It's, it garnered somewhat of an attraction, but mo most people who watched the Super Bowl were just watching for the sport. Right. But when people knew Michael Jackson was going to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show, they were like, whoa, like this is a big deal. We're blending sports with, with music, entertainment. Mm. Like this is a hot, like this is just crazy. And he just, when Michael Jackson took the stage, you know, you just knew what happens with the, like, the rest. Like he just completely owned that stage, completely overshadowed the game. Like, well, I mean, obviously Super Bowl fans will might beg to differ, but I feel like that was a really pivotal moment in entertainment in, like history. Yeah. When Michael Jackson took that Super Bowl stage, he really set the standard and he really showed um, advertisers and marketing, um, all these organizations, uh, that, that he really did show them that, oh, maybe there is an area here that they can not exploit, but sort of, an area here that is to take unexplored, advantage of, yeah. that is unexplored, 
And ever since then, the Super Bowl halftime show is the way, like, Michael Jackson made it the way it is today. Yeah. Like, it's become this sort of performance, this musical performance where an artist showcases their sort of best music throughout their career in a mm. way. And it's and it's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger each year. You just see the way you see Lady Gaga with the whole flying yeah. outside the outside the stadium and Rihanna's just, floating stage. Right, right. It just continues to break, but it just continues to you know go high and higher as technology yeah. grows. But if you watch that 1991 performance from Michael Jackson at that Super Bowl, you can truly understand just how much of a like pivotal moment that was yeah like you can really see it live in front of your eyes you can just sort of see like this was the moment that was the first that was the first time yeah that set the standard for everyone else and everyone Mm. was like whoa like this is so sick like can you imagine being in that audience yeah like in 1991 just sitting there watching history unfold before your very eyes i think part of that craze towards michael jackson was the fact that there was no internet the fact that people Mm. really heard about him and so that when you did see him in person, you were sort of felt like it was sort of this out of the surreal, mm. out of body experience. You were like, "What? Like, what is, is this? this? Real? Like, yeah, I think <laughs> never have was, I never experienced this before." Yeah, yeah, I think that explains why so many people were fainting when he was just standing still <laughs> on stage. I oh. think I don't know, but I, I, as I was saying before, like he continues to break boundaries, and Super Bowl was just one of many things that he just continued to break like yeah i think it really does emphasize the level of superstardom that michael jackson was at and just to remind everyone again this was in 1991 like i wasn't born then like so true our, i wasn't born then my, but our I older can, siblings weren't even born then yeah, like yet i can still appreciate that that was true talent taking place that was true art being you know like uh, showcase to the mm, world yeah as opposed to i'm not saying i'm not dissing on artists these days i am no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> i kind of am a little bit there because i feel like a lot of the time with recent music we've kind of lost that passion well, I, of I showing that, that yes. art i'm not saying that's everyone i'm just saying a lot of it is lost to the quick cash grab of instant gratification so. instant music and i think a lot of music these days have just become Oh, like what's the most TikTok catchy? Yes, the most that's exactly 10 second, it. Like you ever go on TikTok or Instagram Reels and you listen to a music and you're oh, this sounds really catchy. I want to listen to the full song. And the full song's just completely, it's like really bad, completely trash. It's, it's just, just it's good for like ten seconds. Yeah. And I think the biggest like the one example that can pop into my head was Sam Smith's Unholy. I rem- like because that was like the most talked about like last year or I don't know. Years are blurring for me at the moment, but. Um, like, you know, there was that one snippet of Sam's song and then everyone was like saying, oh my God, this is going to be the best song ever when it drops. And then it dropped. And like, if I'm being honest, it's not even that bad of a song, but because it was hyped up so much and the chorus was like specifically made to look good on TikTok, the rest of the song was just mid and like, there was no... Right. But there was no oomph to it, you know? I feel know? like Sam Smith fans would beg to differ, but... I don't know. <laughs> I do, I do I don't see know. where you're coming from. <laughs> I do see where you're coming from. Yeah. Going on... and um, Going on where... Uh, with the whole Michael Jackson, you know, breaking uh, all this boundaries and stuff and just continue continuing to grow his legacy. Yeah. I feel like part of part of his popularity and his fame... 
was actually wasn't always a positive thing. You know? Oh yeah, definitely not. Like he had his fair share mo- moments in his career where, like, he was receiving a lot of backlash from media for a lot of things, which we may talk about in future episodes. Yeah. Um, if we ever do, um, but he did have his fair share of negative moments in his career, and I think the, these these moments had. Also, sh- like shown, shone a light. <laughs> shone, shone, Beth is right. I think <laughs> shined a light. Shined a light. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. On on his um, on him as a person. Yeah. You know, like a lot of the traction that he had wasn't always a positive thing. Like he yeah. did have his fair share of moments where it was like he had all these controversial cases right. in his life. Like think think about think about the life of a celebrity, even ones who aren't even that big. Like. Once you sign yourself up as a celebrity, your life is kind of gone. You know, you sacrifice freedom, you sacrifice privacy and all that. And, like, you can be in the smallest scandal today. Like, you could, like, for example, like, the biggest drama I can think of, like, at the top of my head is, like, um, Olivia Rodrigo and Sabrina Carpenter, right? It was just a breakup about a boy. Yet, both of them were getting, like, death threats over this situation that doesn't even involve you, you know? And they're not, like, even that big of celebrities. Like, they're big now, but... Think they're like not, like yeah. we were talking about Michael Jackson before how big he is compared to Taylor Swift. Right. That that fame that all that attention is just as deadly as it was good for him. Right. And that is where the controversial cases of I Michael think Jackson stem, I think stems from. Um, yeah. But uh, that sort of these controversial cases that he sort of faced in his life later in his life, um, I uh, he sort of. Head away from the cameras. Yeah. So he, he actually, like, sort of, he, he was sort of half retired. Yeah. For about more than a decade, I think. He he didn't take to the stage. He just sort of, he, just, he sort of lived quietly his own life. He just moved, like, cause, because of these controversial, like, cases that he, that he was in. Um, but then later, there was a, he, in 2009, he surprisingly announced that he was going to come back, return to the stage in London, he was going to do 50 shows. He was 50 years old at the time. And he was going to make this incredible comeback as, a, as as the king of pop and just return to the stage and do like a fan service. Like he a sang, one and final run. He, he said it was uh, the last dance. And, he, and the whole show was basically premised on the whole, him, uh, that being his last tour. And yeah. he, the whole show was called This Is It. This Is It coming from the, this is the final, <laughs> final, you know, time he's ever going to perform. Because he, he wanted to retire for good. Um, so that was like a complete surprise. Everyone was like, whoa, like Michael Jackson, like we haven't heard of Michael Jackson in 10 Since years. Ages. Like, yeah, we hadn't, we hadn't heard Michael Like it was years. more than they could have asked. Yeah, suddenly he's announcing 50 shows in London, like, and he was going to perform all like his hit songs and stuff. So like his tickets, I think it was like a world record at the time and it just completely sold out straight away. Like It was within seconds it was gone. It was like his tickets all sold out, all fifty shows is completely gone. Even the VIP tickets, all the expensive Dang. ones is completely gone. Like in minutes and seconds, I, I can't remember. It was just, it was a it was a record at the time. And um yeah. This is it show was gonna be much anticipated. Like as you say, like there's this big hype up, we haven't seen him in a decade and He's finally going to come back and we're going to get a proper farewell, a proper goodbye from the king of pop himself. So I can see why things like sold out so quickly and like people were much anticipated. Right, right. And but 
obviously, we mentioned that his fame wasn't always a good thing. And later in his life, he dealt with a lot of issues, whether that was pushback from the paparazzi, um, the media trying to throw dirty water on him, trying to get into his personal life, and trying to insinuate things that kind of broke his career a little bit. There were, I would say it broke him. It, it definitely way. broke him. He became a ghost of a man. If you compare him to the from like the beginning of his um, career, career to he was so energetic and to inspired, when he was fifty years yeah. old, if you see the side by side picture, he he's kind of like a dead man walking. And when his death hit the news, it took the world by storm. Like I think, uh, it, like it was just. I remember when it happened, and I was like, "It was all over YouTube." It was all over the news. It was, it was all all everywhere. News. You it couldn't escape it for the whole week, and on the news, on New Zealand news. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. this is a American celebrity, <laughs> but it was—he was that big that his death. I think most a lot of you will remember him for his death because I just remember it being such a big, yeah, especially yeah. for people my age. I mean, a lot of people my age who I who I talk to, they they all they always remember Michael Jackson for the time when he died. Yeah, because he appeared on the news for like a week straight in New Zealand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just. And how I'm, could I'm sorry. Even... I think I think it was the condition that he died in as well because he was rehearsing for this This Is It tour. He you know was preparing for this major comeback. This Everyone major was goodbye. Anticipating for it. This suddenly gone. We 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 re- we hear from the news that Michael Jackson has died at the age of fifty. And we're like, what? Like it was just this. Just, ma- like, and it was just such a. It was an interesting timing. He was preparing for a goodbye, but he said goodbye way too early. Yeah, like I don't know. I don't know. There's something really. I guess in a way, I don't know if it's poetic. I don't know if poetic's the right word, but it kind of um leaves you speechless in a way like with how the timing went and um another reason why i feel like it's such a his death was so memorable obviously he was um the king of pop and all that stuff it was actually the circumstances around his death that was very controversial like we said like his like we don't have enough time to talk about it in this episode so i actually have to start wrapping up but um the next time we talk about this and i do hope there is a next time i would like to focus more on um how he died of his death because personally this is my belief i genuinely don't think he died naturally like i think he was murdered 100 percent um, but that is a very controversial topic. Some people will disagree I with would, me. Uh, yeah. And it's like, because it's a very circumstantial thing. And it's just it's, how you is, view it. It is a thoughts and theories. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> and I really. It's a theory. <laughs> completely theoretical. Do not quote me. Do not sue me, whoever, whatever. <laughs> this is completely but yeah. theoretical. So, but his death is was very, very peculiar. Yes. It was not in a, in a timely manner. It was very. Like, obviously, anyone can die at any moment. Of course, of course. But, but there was just, with the way evidence, it evidence had come yeah. out later later in the whole event, of the whole fiasco, one yeah. might say. And it's it was just, just, the more, the more you, the more deep you look into it. It's just the way things added up. Right. Like, things just, the math was, wasn't mathing, if you know what I mean. Right. Like, you know, like, it looked, it looked legit just, on just, paper. Just to put it on paper, his mother is still alive. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, his siblings are also alive. But. He's got a nephew, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. He, his children are still alive. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So his death was very, you know. Yeah. Very suspicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sus. 
but we will talk more about that next time. And just a little bit of a warning. Um, of course, concerning the subject of this suspicious deaths and the uh, like controversy around his later life and his personal life and the things like that. If you're older and you know what I'm talking about, then you know what I'm talking about. If you know, you know. But if you don't know and you're a bit younger, then I would say proceed with caution or maybe just don't tune in the next time we talk about Michael Jackson. But uh, regardless, I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you so so much for thank him for joining. I hope you, you join you. us next time. Um, well, and only time will tell. <laughs> If we don't get a too soon goodbye. Uh, <laughs> no. All right. Um, but actually, uh, speaking of too soon goodbyes, this is a perfect time for me to update you guys on the situation in Gaza. So, like usual, I will be um, giving you some news updates on um, the current genocide that is happening. So uh, the information that I'm getting this is from the Learn and Create Change broadcasting channel from Let's Talk Palestine Instagram um, account. So I'll just read out the daily updates. And uh, this is for, by the way, like I'm pre-recording this. So when I'm, when I'm reading this, this is the information for the 20th of December. Uh, Health ministry says 214 people were killed and 300 wounded in, in 17 massacres committed by the IOF today. Many are still lost under the rubble. One of the last remaining hospitals in northern Gaza, Al-Ahli Arab Hospital, stopped operating after being stormed by Israeli troops who arrested doctors, medical staff, and patients and destroyed part of the building's grounds. The hospital director reported that at least four people who were wounded by Israeli fire yesterday died today after being injured in the Ahli assault. Dozens still lie wounded in the surrounding streets. Hamas says it targeted a special Israeli forces group in the Tel Az... Sorry, I can't say this. Tel Azata area of northern Gaza, killing eight soldiers. Doctors Without Borders? Israel forces have taken control of Al-Oda Hospital. Al-Oda Hospital still has dozens of patients inside, 14 of whom are children. The hospital is now out of essentials like general anesthetic and oxygen, the group said. So, like I said, that is from the Let's Talk Palestine Instagram channel. So, um, as usual, this is just me giving you guys uh, as much updates as I can on what's happening today um, in the world. And um, I think on a topic talking about Michael Jackson and his stardom and his influence and Taylor Swift is actually a really good time to say how, yes, boycotting and everything uh, and donating and bringing attention to this can only do so much. I feel like another thing that we should do is turn to the celebrities, the people who have a platform, to, who have influence, and really like tag them and really like force them to make a move to say something. Because, but like some people have said, like, oh, they're celebrities, they're uneducated. Like, what what do you expect them to do? They they can't do anything. They're just one person. Like, I remember um, Selena Gomez saying how, like, she's just one woman. She can't, like, I don't know what issue this was on, but she can't change anything. Girl, you are the most followed woman on Instagram. I was saying this before. Taylor Swift's tour literally delayed the recession in America. That is how much her tour had affected the U.S. economy, okay? If the woman just says something, about the genocide, about the people dying, 
then she can make a difference, no matter how small. Hell, it could affect, it could change one person, but that is still one person more willing to do the right thing. It, people with an audience have so much to lose, that's why they think, like, they have so much to lose, so they're like, oh, I can't say anything or else, like, you know, my music will get cancelled or whatever, like, you know, whatever. But the thing is, though, they've got such a large cult-like following. If you listen to Swifties, whatever you say about Taylor Swift, anything negative, they'll, like, they'll blindly just, you know, protect the artist. And this isn't just, like, a hate on Taylor Swift. I'm talking about with anyone, any actors or anything, like, anyone with, like, big influence, even small influences, people with, like, um, small TikTok accounts or whatever, they're doing something. I don't even have a big following on this podcast thing that I'm doing. I'm just doing what I can to let people know of what's going on. Taylor Swift, I remember when she was doing her, I think it was the Miss Americana, like, um, documentary or something, where she was crying because of, like, her, like, um, opposing Donald Trump or something, and she was, like, like, it was some sort of feminist movement, and she was just, like, crying, and she was, like, I want to do, like, the right thing, and, like, you know, and, like, yes, all the power to her for standing up for herself and the right thing, even though it opposes, like, a huge government, like, like, that's awesome, but where's, where's the enthusiasm now? When so many people are dying, when a whole ass country is being imprisoned in an open air prison concentration camp, being tortured. If she, if I, I, sorry. If she shed a hundred tears that day, if she just shed one tear, if she does one post, says one thing, if she just like, I don't know, not release her um tour uh stream movie thing in Israel. That's. Just, just that. Like, minimal. She has to do minimal things. And that's alright. Anyway, sorry, I'm getting too handy. This is, this is a different thing to talk about. But as usual, keep boycotting, keep being strong in this, and keep updating yourselves on what is happening today, because people are dying. And I'm afraid now that the, I guess, quote-unquote trend is over, people are starting to lose interest. Please, keep talking about it. Don't let these people die unjustly, quietly. We need to keep talking about them. Thank you all for joining me today on Thoughts and Theories. I hope you've learned something new or taken away something to think about. I hope to see you all next time. Till then, this has been Thoughts and Theories with Asha Ama Asri. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.